Welcome to the panel. RNZ National, Wallace Chapman here. Budget day at Auckland City Council. Wayne Brown wanting to sell the city's 18% stake in Auckland Airport. Well, our guest today says that we are not good at recognising our strategic assets in this country we discussed just after four. Antidepressant medications dispensed to children and teenagers increased 53% in the past five years, says a new report. We ask that today. And a tenancy support group on Facebook has raised in the forum some of the rules that landlords sneak into the agreements. No dryers, no candles, definitely no parties. What do you make of that? And you're on a bus but the guy next to you seems oblivious that he's taking one and a half seats. Why? He's manspreading. Have you experienced this? Text me, 2101. And what a way to end New Zealand Music Month than talk to the creator of one of our iconic songs. It's cold in the desert tonight. Does that line mean anything to you. You're on the panel. 2101 is the way to get in touch with us by text and you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With us this afternoon, Joe McCarroll, editor of NZ Gardening. Kia ora, Joe. Good to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace. How's the traffic? Look, a few red lights on the way. Yeah. But I've made it. I sprinted Your in. Your timing's incredible. Cardio fitness, obviously great. You see? <laughs> Also, Steve McCabe, lecturer at MIT. Steve, welcome. Tēnā All right, Joe McCarroll, Steve McCabe on Wednesday afternoon's show. And Alanis Morissette, ZZ Top, Pat Benatar, Billy Idol, Credence Clearwater. I played her yesterday, Melissa Etheridge. What do these massive international artists have in common? Well, over the past few years, they have all played in Fritianga. The small Coromandel town, part of Greenstone Entertainment's summer concert tour. It's just been announced next year in 2024. Who replaced the video? Hamilton. With us is Thames Coromandel Mayor Len Salt. Len, kia ora. Kia ora, Wallace. Disappointing. Disappointing. You're not wrong. And, um, you know, the, group, the summer concert in Fritianga is... is part of the calendar. Oh. It's, it's an iconic event every year, so... Um, we're disappointed, Wallace, but look, we've got to keep some context around this. We, we are very fortunate. We live in one of the most beautiful parts of the planet. And, um, you know, we're still open for business uh, and we will make the best of what we've got. You know, our, our hospitality people are here. They're ready to go. They're welping, welcoming visitors. So um, we're looking forward to a good summer. Oh, good on you, Lee. Good, good for the positivity there. But nonetheless, when I think of Fitianga, I think of summer times, great vibes, great music, the feelers. Yeah, and look, that's and I'm really pleased to hear you say that, Wallace, because you know that's part of that identity, and it's something that those of us and I lived in Fitianga for 13 years before I got this new job and had to move to Thames. Um, but it's part of our identity, and it's still there. It had none mm. of that's gone away. Um, we we are working really closely with uh, Greenstone and with Waterways to build a brand new uh, concert facility and a, and a venue at what's called the Sheriff Block, which is just on the fringes of Fitianga. So when people 
come back in 2025, uh, they'll have an exciting new lineup and, and a new venue to, uh, to nice one. enjoy the, the summer concert. Good on you, Len. So a temporary blip, Joe McCarroll, going to going to Hamilton doesn't quite fit right there, perhaps. Fit young or miss it? Yeah, I, I mean, I won't hear a word against Kerry Kerry Rella Hamilton. Um, my parents live there. I think it's a brilliant city. Oh, um, always, always worth a visit. But yeah, I, I thought this was really disappointing. And really, my heart goes out to all the businesses um, who have. You know, it's another blow after so many blows. And I did think yeah. to myself, look, you know, Conrad and I will we'll come down. We'll come yep. down for a weekend. So elevator pitch me something. What should we come <laughs> down for? Oh, Joe, you're, you're just a gem. Thank you so much. And look, I tell you what, if you come down, uh, you you reach out to me and I'm easy to Keys find. Keys to the city, Len. I'm, I'm in for it, and, yeah. And I'll I'll buy you a coffee or I'll buy you lunch and show you the Good best goodness. that we have to offer. There you go. What There's about me? Offer from me. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, Steve. Well, first of all, was you've got to stop pronouncing it. Hamilton, with such a disappointing tone of voice, right? <laughs> Be a little bit more upbeat about the place. I mean, it, no. it, it's, it's not that bad. Seriously, I've been there. No, no. But as, as for Fittianga, I mean, seriously, have you guys not suffered enough already? I mean, what a run of bad luck you had. This has got to be... Um, a kick in the teeth. I mean, my thought was, like, I, I avoided going to Christchurch for the longest time after the earthquakes because I figured they didn't need me rocking up and just getting in the way. But it sounds like you are actually crying out for people to come, right? We want you to come and visit, Steve. You're welcome, and I'll even buy you um, a, a Coca-Cola or something. So. Oh, uh, so hang on. So Joe, Joe gets I get coffee. lunch. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, she gets, she gets the good stuff. <laughs> you know, Ratepayers' budget. No, no, I'll pay my own way. I'm not wanting any ratepayer money. Um, no, but Joe, he's, paying fa- he's playing favourites now, so I'm, sorry, I'm, I, I take back every word I said. <laughs> So yeah, there is I'll, a. Ca- I'll, I'll pay it out of my own pocket. <laughs> You're all mate. So, but seriously, if if you guys say that you are ready for this, if you think that you can handle it, if you think the infrastructure is there for it, then it's a crying shame that it's been taken away from you. That that that's got to be a blow. The challenge is, and look, I'm I've been involved in in uh, organising and, and staging three music festivals over the last few years in Fitianga, and I know what's involved in putting the logistics together. Um, there's a huge amount of um, people and equipment involved and it's all got to be there at the right time and in the right place. And if anything goes wrong, um, leading up to that event, uh, the impact is very, very costly. So we understand Greenstone's position. Um, We've been really closely working with them, so we understand the position, but... It's a risk for them, and it's a business decision that they've had to take. Um, we're disappointed, but we're looking forward to 2020. Here's one. No, Futianga concert has been a yearly gig for us, for a group of us from Tauranga. We have accommodation booked year to year. Nonetheless, as Len says here, don't you worry, it'll be back. So uh, bring on 2025. Who would be the top artist for you in the 2025 summer concert, Mayor Salt? Well, look, you can't go past our our Kiwi artists, um, you know, and what happened during COVID, I don't know if you remember, Wallace, but during COVID, we were, the, the Greenstone people were not able to get the overseas artists in, yeah. and so they had a, an all-Kiwi lineup, and it was fantastic. People came out oh, and awesome. really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, you take your pick. I mean, it, I, I'm a big fan of uh, all of the Kiwi bands that have been headlining over the last few years. I'm, I'd better be careful about naming favourites, but we had Joe McGlashan here for one of our uh, um, 
Don McGlashan, sorry, here for one of our music festivals and just on his own on stage and he blew everyone away. So the quality of Kiwi artists out there is phenomenal. Good on you, Len. That'll be back, don't you worry. And with it, will the punters. Uh, that's Mayor Len Salt on the panel about... Uh, uh, the summer vibes, uh, summer concerts going to Hamilton just uh, briefly. So the latest on local roads is Tacoma Road open, Bluff Road still closed due to a void near the bridge at the end of the road does not impact resident access and Tapu Koroglen Road closed due to the portion that collapsed into the river. 10 Ks from Tapu. Quite a response actually regarding, uh, interestingly, um, manspreading. It's just not... Buses, Wallace, I sat by an alpha male at a multi-day course and he couldn't see that he was continually taking over what little table space I had as my fair share. We also have people who straddle parking spaces and centre lines in their vehicles. What is with these man spreaders? Have you experienced that on public transport or otherwise? Text me 2101. It's time for I've Been Thinking. Joe McCarroll. Well, I've been thinking about the portion size you see on packets. And I've been thinking about it because I happened to look the other day at one of those puddles of yogurt where you you would assume, at least I would assume, you eat all that yogurt in one go because it's in a bottle, like a single serve bottle. And when I looked at it, it said the recommended portion size was two thirds of that bottle. And I thought that was just a really bananas sort of suggestion because I thought, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm just gutsing my yogurt, but you don't sit, eat two thirds of it, save a third for the following day, eat that third and then the third of another pottle. I mean, it's a, it's just, if that's the recommended serving size, that should be the, the size of the single serve, something something sold to you in a way that you think you would eat Are you once. talking about those little pottles? I'm talking about pottle, bottles. Like you put in a kid's lunchbox. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just and I and I thought that was so strange. And since then, I've been looking quite closely at things, and I realise quite often something. Do you have that, the whole pottle? <laughs> yeah, uh, one of those little pottles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would. Well, eat I that. have half. Do you? Yeah, I have. So I, maybe I, the true I, story here I, is I, I, I eat I, too much yogurt. No, I open yogurt. I have half the pottle and save the other half pottle for morning breakfast. How do you transport an open bottle of yogurt? Well, it's in the fridge, so I go home, have half a bottle of yogurt, and then the other half for breakfast, right? Is that yeah. all you do? I'm, I'm not a huge yogurt eater, to be fair, so I'm stepping back from this conversation. <laughs> also, can I just say, yogurt, seriously. We just can't move on from that. I mean, is, is this anything to do with... I know um, Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, has been saying that too many Brits aren't very good at maths. Uh, are there, is this maybe somebody by stealth trying to force you into like, getting better math skills by calculating? If, if, so so if, if one person buys a bottle of yogurt at two, two-thirds of a pot and a recommended <laughs> serving size is three-quarters of a pot, how many bricklayers does it take to... It does feel a bit like a, does, a sort of school maths problem, doesn't it? It starts to get that way, yeah. doesn't it, a bit, yeah. And two-thirds... Does it, is there a line on the bottle that says no. two thirds? No. Interesting. I'm just saying, like, if something which is served, I mean, you know, pottles yogurt, again, I would say a lot of people might consider that to be a portable option that you can take with you for your lunch. And I would say if, right. it, if, if the recommended um, serve is smaller than the, that size, I think it should be sold in a smaller size. And, just, and cheaper. Yeah, and eaten whole and cheaper. Uh, kia ora, Joe. I've been thinking Steve McCabe. Well, I've been thinking a bit about um, vocational education because, you know, that's what I do for a living. And, and I've just been thinking that, that, that if you're going to do something, 
you give it you give that job to the experts and the trained professionals to do. That's why, for example, uh, if you want to get a job done well, you get a trained and uh, qualified trainee to do it for you. And so I'm a bit concerned. I don't know if you guys have seen this recently, but my employer, Tepu Kenga, is talking extensively now about farming out um, trades training to on-the-job training. And this, this is a policy that's Isn't that where you learn things on the job? Well, that's, that's where you practice what you have learned. Because what you do to begin with is you learn from my colleagues at MIT, my comrades in Tehutu Kaharangi, the uh, Tertiary Education Union. These are people who, who make a living from training other people to do things. That's what they do. That's what they're experienced and qualified at. That's what they're experts at. And, and I'd love to see that expertise being valued so much more than simply an exercise in trying to save money by farming it out to uh, work-based learning, which is what Peter Winder, my boss, uh, told Catherine Ryan. Didn't tell us, incidentally. He told Catherine. Uh, she had to hear it first. I heard that. That, um, that that's how Tepungenga was going to lean toward uh, in the future. Okay. And what we really need to do is do both. All right, very good. Steve Kirill. Uh Joe McCarroll, Steve McCabe uh, on uh, the programme. Terms like manspreading and mainsplaining are pejorative generalisations. Says someone talking about that this afternoon, the panel.